Welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and turn to your neighbor. Tell them this. Say you're lucky you get to sit by me again this week. Let them know. Huh? They're blessed to be with you. And I'll tell you, I'm blessed to be with you. I'm excited about the next couple of days. I, they just mentioned tonight is serve, sir, or, uh, tonight is our team rally night. So just look at your neighbor and tell them this. Say five to seven. Tell them that. Five to seven tonight so everybody knows. Five to seven tonight. We're going to have food. We're going to have games. We're going to have fellowship. There's going to be vision casting. And uh, our rallies like that are always exciting. So anybody that serves or anybody that wants to get involved in serving in the local body, I want to see you there tonight from 5 to 7. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about it. And uh, I, I'm excited about next week. Jesse just hit it. But come on, how many are thankful for the resurrection of Jesus Christ of Nazareth? I'm, I'm thankful. Without the resurrection, we don't have anything. And so next week, we're going to celebrate the resurrection. God's going to move powerfully. So bring someone out. It's always such a special day. I want us to celebrate it with our friends and our families. Bring them next week. And then uh, now what I want us to do is I want to pray, and I'm going to get in to the teaching of the Word of God. I'm going to teach for a short time. I got, I got five points. I'll get through three of them this morning, and I'll do the other two this Wednesday night. So come on, let's pray. That's a, that's a shameless plug for Wednesday night, all right? Uh, I'm going to pray. So let's bow our heads, lift our hands, and welcome the presence of God here. Father, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that where two or more gather together in your name, there you are in the midst of them. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to use my voice to glorify you, but I pray now that your voice would come and undergird my voice and that your voice would get clearer to these your sheep. I declare you're speaking to them, lifting them. Lord, I, I pray for us. I pray that you make us all better, make us all stronger, make us more like you today. I pray in the name of Jesus and the church said, amen. I want to preach a message to you today entitled, The Five Senses. We know that all of us as humanity, we function primarily with five senses that we've talked about for many decades, many years now. We may find some other senses in the future. People talk about a sixth sense, but I'm going to talk about five of them throughout this week. And uh, we use these five senses. You know, some people have been actually challenged, and maybe one of their senses doesn't operate fully, and they have this challenge in their life. But I've seen people come over with great victory, even with challenges. How many of you know we Christians are the people that are victorious over every challenge that is placed in front of us? Come on, we're the people of victory. You ought to give God a hand clap right now if you believe that you're a person of victory. We walk in victory. And I believe this, I believe it is not biblical to be defeated. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Come on, somebody, even our faith. Now, it's biblical to be challenged. There's always going to be a challenge. But I mean, you know, our victory was already won at Calvary's cross. We are never defeated, amen? Our problems are only momentarily. So, so we have these five senses that we operate in. You know the five senses. You have the sense of sight. You have the sense of sound. You have the sense of smell. You have the sense of taste, and you have the sense of touch. And just like that works in the natural realm, 
And I believe it also works in the spiritual realm, that we have these senses in the spirit. If you learn how to operate in them, I believe that they can guard you from danger, right? The sense of sight keeps you from uh, hitting somebody getting in a car wreck. Just last night, I was driving home. Uh, Jesse and I have been at a funeral uh, for a sister of some dear pastor friends of ours. Spent the day there with them. We have a real covenant relationship with Chris and Sue McDonald down in Marion, Kentucky. He's a friend of mine. Took a church from 40 people in a small town of Marion's. Now running 500. Isn't that, isn't that awesome to see God's church grow and do well like that? And uh, we were coming home. And I was getting ready to change lanes. And, and I, I couldn't see. I didn't know there was anybody over because my truck's jacked up. I'm a redneck. I was raised in Providence, Kentucky, right? And I, I get ready to get over, and I don't see them. And I look over. My sense just in the last second caught my eye. And I was thankful for that peripheral vision. I caught something, right, that I just about missed. That's what your sense is to do. A, a, a mama, she's got the sense of hearing at a different level. She can hear a baby cry in the middle of the night the first time it makes a noise. I'll lay there and sleep for 45 minutes with them screaming. Come on, I never hear a thing. Now, how many of you dads have ever played possum when that baby screams? Just act like, like you don't hear anything. I know you did it, right? All the guys with babies are like, would you shut up, Pastor? You're, you're giving, my, giving my, my game away, man. Stop it already. But uh, those things, they help us. Mom gets up, she hears it. Dad doesn't hear it or pretends he doesn't. Sense of sound kicks in. It's protection for that child. Just like our physical senses protect us, lead us, and help us, our spiritual senses protect us, lead us, and help us. And the first one of these senses I want to talk about today is the sense of sight, or we might call it vision. Come on, everybody say vision today. Huh? The sense of vision. The Bible says this in Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Come on, somebody say, where there is no vision, the people perish. Come on, let's say it again, where there is no vision, the people perish. See, when there's somebody that doesn't know where they're going or what they're doing, death ensues. Vision is what I see myself doing, where I see myself going. And vision is a gift from God. I want to ask us all a question. I ask myself this question about every month, and I think it's a great question to ask yourself. Ask yourself, say, self, over the last 30 days, have I been living according to purpose and vision, or have I just been living? Come on, look at yourself and think about the way you're living. And look at a, a short period of time over the last 30 days. Have I been living for a bigger purpose than myself? If I've been living according to what I want to do, what I see myself doing in the kingdom of God in the future, or have I just been living uh, by getting by or survival? Come on, we as Christians, we were not created simply to survive. We were created to thrive, to have a vision that changes the world and takes the gospel to every man, no matter what we're called to do day to day. Can I get an amen out there? See, where you see yourself going is powerful. Here's what I'll say. You need, and I need, I remind myself all the time, I need to focus on my vision or focus on my purpose. If I live life focused on purpose, my problems begin to get smaller. Right? If I live my life focused, my vision is on my purpose, my problems get smaller. I think we ought to say that out loud. Come on, just say this. If I focus on my vision... My problems get smaller. 
But I found that if I focus on my problems, my vision begins to get smaller. How many of y'all have ever had a problem that began to consume every area of your life? You talked about it. You fed it. Come on, somebody. You Facebooked about it. Come on, we as Christians ought to be mature enough never to go on social media and vomit about another person or another church or a family member or somebody else. Come on, that's living according to the problem and not the purpose. We're bigger than that because we're people of vision. Can I get a witness out there? Come on, look at your neighbor. Just tell them you're bigger than that. Just tell them that, huh? We're bigger than that. We're people of vision. So we see where we're going. Now, we don't amplify the problem. We amplify the, the, the promise of the purpose and the vision. When I live like that, man, God begins to resource me. Just telling you, if you live by sight, by vision, God will step up and get behind what you're doing. He said this. He said, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It's like I'm throwing you the keys, son. I'm going to resource you. Now, what are you going to do with it? If you'll step up and be a person of vision, God will pour out resource. He'll pour out favor. He'll pour out helping people in your life, and you'll see a purpose and a vision come to pass. I want you to know that you're in a church right now that has a strong vision. Come on, somebody. We're going to plant 100 campuses, and we're going to reach 100,000 people is what we're going to do. We're not going to stop. I'm going to live by vision. I'm living by where I'm going. I'm not living by the past. Here's the thing about living by vision you got to make a, make a decision in your life that this is what I'm doing. This is what I must do. Come on, somebody. A lot of people have, have things. We all do. These are things I would like to do. I think a vision is what I must do. You start looking and living like that, and then you make decisions. Now, I've heard great leaders say this, that having great vision in your life, um, the vision part is the easy part. The hard part to go forward in life is who do you have to leave behind to go forward? How many of y'all found that in life to be true? To go forward, sometimes you have to leave somebody behind. Can I get an amen? Brings me to the second sense where I'll key in on that point. Our second sense is the sense of sound. Somebody say sound. What am I listening to? Romans 10, 17 says this, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want to brag on you for getting to church this morning because right now, as you hear the word of God, I declare over you that your faith is growing. You're getting stronger right now just because the word's being preached in your presence. Your spirit man is getting bigger and swelling right now. I'm telling you, the small things have been holding you down. They're not big enough to stop you anymore because you came to the house of God. You got your faith fed. You're being lifted up. You're being encouraged. You're with the ecclesia or the believers. Now I'm telling you, you get in the atmosphere of faith and faith will rise in your life. Can I get an amen? Get in the atmosphere of doubt and doubt will blow up in your life. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the question is, what are you listening to? Or I could say it like this, who am I listening to? Come on, let's say that out loud. Who am I listening to? Man, think about it. Who are the big voices in your life? You know, a lot of success coaches used to say this, that your future will be the sum total of the five closest people that live in your life. So you got to think about that. I really believe this with all of my heart. I believe that voices determine choices. Who am I listening to? Voices will determine my choices. That's no more evident anywhere in the life of a teenage child. Right? Who a teenage, a teenager, not a child, but a teenager hooks themselves up with? How many of you have watched how drastically their attitude, 
Their actions and their decisions can change all based on the voices that they're listening to. Can I get an amen, parents out there, right? You know when that thing changes that there's a bad apple that's coming there somewhere. Now I want to thank my mom. I think she's on the back row right now. What's up, mom? It's good to see you. You're looking good back there. But mom, there was a kid that lived down the road, and I think his name was Lucifer or Beelzebub whenever I grown up. How many of you had that kid, uh, Damien, you know, in your, in, your, in your neighborhood whenever you, how many of y'all can I see it? Just evil, evil incarnate, right? And uh, I used to run around with him, and uh, I don't know if that says something about me, birds of a feather flock together, uh, if I was evil too. But he never wanted to come see my mother. My mom was home, he didn't want to come there. He didn't want to be around her, right? Tried to go in the back door and have me come out because he knew my mom was on to his game. Let me say this to all the parents out there, right? If that person doesn't want to come through the front door, doesn't want to come through the gate of your house, there's a reason they don't want to be around you, and it is a bad voice. Cut it out of your teenager's life. Your teenager is not old enough to make those decisions. Make them for them until they show that maturity. Can I get a big... Amen, right? Mom was like, no, you're not going to that kid's house and that kid ain't coming over here. I'd say, why, Mom? She'd say, because he is Beelzebub. That's why, I'm just telling you. She didn't say it like that, but she, she meant it like that, right? Voices make me larger or voices make me smaller. What am I listening to? Now, I know it's hard because some people have been in our life since birth. How many of you know some of you got some siblings, you love them, but you don't want to let them direct your life? Can I get an Amen. You got some cousins that are great, and you used to roll together, but you don't want to roll where they're rolling to, right? So you may love them from afar, be formed from afar, but you cannot let them affect your voice. Thinking about years ago, Jesse and I, we started this church, and uh, you know when you start a church, you work with whoever, whoever shows up. You know, somebody gets saved and they got delivered from heroin yesterday and you're like, hey, you'd make a great worship leader or a great, a great host at the door, right? Come on, come on, please help me. Can you pass the buckets? I know, I know you got, you got, you're, you've been indicted, indicted for embezzling money, but we need some help up in here, right? Just whoever, whoever comes, right? Thank God it's not like that anymore today. Can I get an amen? But it was, it was like that. And so we're trying to plant a church. You're trying to be Jesus. And there's this tension in the gospel, Okay. Where God loves everybody. Jesus died for everybody. How many of y'all would agree with that, that statement? Come on. Come on, let's give God a hand clap if you believe that he, he sent his son to die for everybody, right? So we're for everybody with the gospel. But then there's this tension if we won't just let people run circles right around our, us in our life. And speak to us that we're not being nice guys. Not being like Jesus. But I'm telling you, Jesus himself didn't let everybody have his ear, they would come and they would challenge him and he would shut them down with some of the sharpest things you've ever heard said. Jesus is loving, but come on. When somebody tried to take him off purpose or off vision, he's the most cutting person you'll read about. How many of y'all read the Gospels know what I'm talking about? Turn tables over, called people snakes, said they were tombs that were filthy and unclean. Called people dogs. Talking about Jesus. When did he do that? Did he love them all? Absolutely. When did he do that? Whenever they were going to take him off point and, and purpose and vision. He even said it to Peter when Peter said, Lord, you won't go to the cross. He said, get behind me. You're not of the things of the kingdom. You're of the things of this world. So there's this tension in the gospel where we love everyone. Amen. 
but we don't have to let everyone in our living room every night. Early on in our ministry, I let some people in my living room that came and they would make my spirit smaller when they left. How many of you ever been around somebody like that? And I could feel it, right? I knew it. And I knew I had to make some decisions. And it took me a while to make them, but I'm telling you, it's the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And I just want to encourage somebody. A lot of times fear will keep you from making that decision, right? So you're like, man, I'm walking away from my comfort. I'm walking away from these people I talk to. I've known these people all my life. And it's hard. 